You're listening to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a show that discusses various aspects of the paranormal world, with paranormal news, ghost stories, interviews, and much more. And without further ado, let's get into some talking points. Hi guys, Scott here from Tepper's Paranormal and welcome back to the Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point Podcast. So today we're going to be taking a look at the haunted London Underground. The London Underground is London's main travel network, a series of underground electric trains that run the length of the city and beyond. There are 11 lines and 272 stations. First opened in 1863, this mass transit system has a long history topped with tragedy and triumph. In this episode, I'm going to take a look at some of the haunted tube stations of the London Underground, talk about some of the spirits that are said to haunt them, and maybe give my thoughts on a couple of them. So without further ado, let's jump in with the first station. The current Farringdon station opened in 1865 after moving from a different nearby site. The station is said to be home to a ghost that's been identified as a young girl. Historians believe that this spirit could be that of a 13-year-old girl named Anne or Annie Naylor. Annie was an apprentice hat maker who was murdered nearby in 1758. It's said that her body was dumped on the site at which the station is now situated. Annie's ghost is said to be heard in the form of blood-curdling screams throughout the station, echoing up and down corridors, though her spirit has also been reported to have been seen by witnesses throughout the years. Moving on, we have Covent Garden Station. Covent Garden Station is home to several reportedly ghostly apparitions. Since the station's opening in 1907, there have been stories of a tall man wearing a hat and a cloak, who has been seen wandering the station's corridors after dark. It's said that this spectre is the spirit of actor William Terrace, who was murdered at the nearby Adelphi Theatre in 1897. Prior to his death, Terrace frequented the bakery that was once on the site of what is now Covent Garden Station. Several witnesses who've seen this figure were later shown photographs of Terrace and confirmed that he was the man they had seen. On to our next station we have Liverpool Street. Opened in 1875, Liverpool Street Station is another underground station that's said to be frequented by otherworldly activity. Many staff members working at the station have reported seeing strange figures on the station's CCTV system in the dead of night, and passengers at the station have shared stories of seeing a man in overalls pacing up and down the platforms of the station. This was backed up by a line controller who, in 2000, saw this mysterious man in white overalls on the station's CCTV system despite it being 2am and the station being closed. Upon heading to find the figure, the line controller was shocked to find no trace of the man, as if he had simply disappeared. For a long time, this station had been rumoured to have been built on a mass burial site, which actually turned out to be true, as in 2015, the remains of over 3,000 victims of the Black Death were unearthed at the station. Bank Station opened in 1884. However, since this time, there have been sightings of a dark figure in black stalking the station's corridors. It's also reported that a putrid smell is often sensed wafting through the station, as well as a pervading sadness. The smell is said to be explained by the station being atop of a mass grave, something that's a bit of a theme with the haunted underground stations. The figure, on the other hand, is said to be that of Sarah Whitehead, also known as the Black Nun or the Bank Nun. It's said that Sarah's brother once worked for the Bank of England, from which the station gets its name, and was executed for fraud. The death of her brother drove Sarah mad, and for decades afterwards she would turn up at the bank in all black, asking for her brother. Though Sarah died over 100 years ago, her spirit is said to still be seen wandering the corridors of the station, 
as well as in the Bank of England nearby. Bank Station was also the site of a tragic tale, when in 1941, during the height of World War II and the Blitz, the station was struck directly from a bomb that killed 54 people and injured over 50 more. It's said that the cries and moans of those who died in this attack can still be heard around the station during quiet times. Sticking with tales from World War II and the Blitz, Bethnal Green Tube Station was home to another tragedy, when on March 3rd 1943, the city's air raid siren sounded at 8.17pm. This led to locals taking to the underground station as shelter, something that was common during the Blitz when many didn't have access to their own air raid shelters. As people from nearby flooded down the pitch black staircase leading into the station, a middle-aged woman and a child are said to have fallen over. This led to a large number of other people falling and getting tangled in a large immovable mass which grew as more people piled into the station, with nearly 300 people eventually cramming into the station. Though some got free, 173 people, mostly women and children, were crushed and asphyxiated to death while trying to enter the station and be protected from the air raid. It's said that the screams of women and children, crying, pleading and suffering can still be heard today when the station is quiet. In 1987, King's Cross tube station was the site of the King's Cross fire, a fire that killed 31 people and is one of the deadliest accidents to occur on the underground. However, it wasn't until the 1990s that the ghost of a young crying woman was first reported wandering the tunnels of the station. This figure is heard screaming and crying as she runs past surprised commuters. In some stories, she even passes straight through them before disappearing. The British Museum station is an odd one on this list, as it opened in 1900 and closed in 1933, and no trains have passed through the station in the 80 years since. However, this station's resident spirits are a little stranger than the others on the list. British Museum Station is said to be haunted by the ghost of Amun-Ra, an Egyptian princess and daughter of a pharaoh. Said to be dressed in only a loincloth and an Egyptian headdress, her screams are said to be heard throughout the tunnels, and in some cases at the nearby stations. It's also said that this spirit is responsible for the disappearance of two women from the neighbouring Holborn Station in 1935, as there's a rumour that there's a secret tunnel that connects the Egyptian room at the British Museum to Holborn Station, allowing the spirit to travel between the two and in some cases kidnap its victims. Much like in previous stories, Aldgate Station is said to be built on top of a plague pit from the plague of 1665. The station's home to strange sounds and mysterious poltergeist activity, where objects have often been reported to move at the station. One of the most interesting stories from this station is that of an electrician who was electrocuted while working at the station, however he did not die. Despite the fatal voltage passing through his body he survived. Colleagues who'd been watching him at the time claimed that slightly before the electrocution, a ghostly transparent woman was seen stroking his hair. Could this woman have been his guardian angel? Elephant and Castle Station is one of the stations more active with odd tapping, noises and footsteps. This is particularly evident with one of the station's two spirits, known only as the Runner. The Runner's been heard by staff working after hours and has been reported as the sound of running footsteps coming and going through the station though with no visible cause. Some have reported hearing the footsteps coming down one of the station's corridors so loudly that they moved out of the way to let someone pass, though nobody came and the footsteps passed by and then slowly faded as they continued down the corridor. Elephant and Castle's second ghost is that of a young woman who's been spotted by staff and commuters alike boarding a northern bound train only to disappear once the doors closed. Finally, Embankment Station is said to be home to a haunting. However, this one takes place in a tunnel that's not even publicly accessible. 
Underground employees have reported strange events in the tunnel known as Page's Walk, where employees have reported feeling watched, encountering cold spots and seeing doors open and close on their own. I also want to give an honorary mention to Knightsbridge Station, which was recently included in a video over on the Tapis Paranormal YouTube channel, where I reacted to footage of a ghostly figure seen darting across the track in this station. A clip which, in turn, led to this podcast being made. So that was a number of the hauntings of the London Underground. I'm not sure what to think. I've been on the Underground quite a bit and I've never had any experiences. But reading some of the reports and some of the stories, it's clear that people have them fairly regularly. I may at some point take a journey to some of the more haunted stations and see if I can ask some staff if they've experienced anything and even just look out for spirits myself. But with that, that brings us on to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review. As you know, I do a lot of paranormal investigation, and when I do, I like to be comfortable, which is why I wear clothing from allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk. With a wide range of high-quality clothing available for low prices, I strongly recommend checking out their website and buying some clothes. If you enjoy quality clothing, visit allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk and use discount code TEPIS at checkout to save 10% on your order. Okay, so it's time for the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review. To start us off, on this slightly more cryptid-themed episode of the news review, I have an article from the Mirror titled Terrified Witnesses Tell of Creepy Dogmen Creatures Prowling in Woods and Prairies. Now, this article goes on to detail a couple of sightings of dogmen in both the United States and Canada, and I just thought I'd read a few of these because they're quite interesting and they kind of link on to one of the other potential stories I have here. Dozens of people have shared their terrifying encounters with creatures lurking in woods and prairie lands known only as dogmen. Reports of these creatures, described by different witnesses as having heads resembling a German shepherd in glistening strong muscles have circulated since the 1880s. However, unlike dogs, these monsters are able to walk on their hind legs as well as on all fours and have long arms. A large number of people have spotted these creatures and claim they're armed with razor-sharp claws and teeth, including park rangers and high court judges in the United States and Canada. One person from Ohio said, People need to be made aware of these things. They're as real as it gets and they're dangerous. I've always loved nature. I love the woods. I love hiking, camping and fishing. On this occasion, I was by a lake for 15 minutes when all of a sudden this overwhelming feeling of dread came over me. I switched my headlamp on to turn around to start back up the riverbank and right beside a big sycamore tree I saw what looked to be a very large animal kind of kneeling beside it. As I locked my eyes on it I completely froze. I knew I was seeing something but I couldn't process it. What I was looking at didn't make any fucking sense I kept saying to myself. Animals aren't supposed to look like that. Right as I'm thinking this it's as if this thing read my mind, stood up and made itself perfectly visible. You know the monsters your parents told you weren't real and couldn't hurt you? I've heard of the dog man before but never really took it seriously. These things are perfectly adapted killing machines. The way the arms and legs looked, it looked like it was perfectly adapted to walk on all fours as well as go on two legs. The experience has torn a huge hole in me. Another shared their experience in Georgia. He said he was rafting with friends when he had to answer a call of nature. When he stopped in a clearing, a genetically mixed entity of a man, wolf and primate, suddenly stepped out. He added, I spent 21 years in the army all over the world in three different theatres of war and I've barely slept all since seeing this thing, an enormous canine type creature. I can still taste the fear in my throat. I'm six foot tall and about 250 pounds and this thing dwarfed me. At least seven foot six and maybe 350 to 400 pounds. I can promise you this is not something anyone would want to encounter twice. 
Another witness, a deputy sheriff this time, said, There ain't many things in the world that scare me. Put simply, I've seen some shit in my days, but nothing prepared me for that night. I recall there was a search for a young man sucked into a storm drain, and I parked my cruiser at what I believe was the electric company storage yard. About five minutes passed before I hear a snorting, almost sniffing sound coming from the other side of the tracks. I turned my light on to this day wish I hadn't. It had pointed ears and a long muzzle, and it looked me right in the face before it bolted into the timber. It was not a mask, and it was not a person. Who would walk up on an armed man with a police radio in full uniform and risk getting shot? I remember it was surreal. Nick Redfern, a lecturer and journalist who covers unsolved mysteries such as Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster and UFOs, confirms that there have been a large number of dogman sightings in the UK. He told the Daily Star that there was a spate of them in 2006. So, the dogman I've heard of previously, it's a half canine, half man. It's one of these creatures that I think could have some sort of premise behind it, but I don't really know for sure. I'd need to look more into it, and I do want to do a podcast on UK cryptids, so that could be the perfect time to look into it more and really delve into my thoughts. I would love to know what you think of dog men, so please let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. That does then lead me on to the next article here, which is an American article about the city of Amarillo. The city of Amarillo Zoo captures chupacabra creature in Amarillo, Texas, and local officials want answers. The city of Amarillo in Texas is asking the public for help identifying a strange creature spotted outside a local zoo on May 21st. This was taken at about 1.30am and people on Twitter believe it's a chupacabra. A chupacabra, which translates to goat sucker in English, is a mythical monster that sucks blood from livestock. Twitter users were confident the creature was searching for prey at Amarillo Zoo. The tweet that Amarillo Zoo put out reads the following. The Amarillo Zoo captured a strange image outside the zoo in the dark and early morning hours of May 21st. Is it a person with a strange hat who likes to walk at night? A chupacabra? Do you have any ideas of what this UAO, unidentified Amarillo object, could be? Now, there hasn't been any further information that I can see from this. No one has clarified what this is. No one has admitted to faking this. But the picture shows a fence. It seems to be a security camera pointed at a gate. And on the other side of the fence is a sort of white creature. I believe it's white because it's night vision as opposed to anything else. But this creature has a sort of werewolfy, animalistic look to it. To me, the form of the creature, its actual body shape looks strange. Its knees look weirdly bent and it really looks to me like it has a sort of long snout, very canine-like, much like a wolf, um, as well as what I think may be ears on the top. Could it be a person in a costume? Yes. Could it be faked? Yes. But I personally don't know what this is, and I'm not really sure what my thoughts are on it. So if you want to look at the image, look up the title of this article I read out and it should come up, and let me know your thoughts on the comments over on the YouTube channel. And finally, we're going to head back to another cryptid. This time we've got Bigfoot, as thermal camera footage shows Bigfoot peeking around a tree, say researchers. This time, a team of documentary makers claim to have video footage of Bigfoot carefully looking out from behind a tree. To summarise this, basically, they're using a thermal camera, and Bigfoot, or this creature they're claiming is Bigfoot, appears to peer out from behind a tree. Now, in the footage, there is definitely something peering out from behind the tree. They claim that a gorilla suit would mask the wearer's heat signature, and it wouldn't appear correctly on the camera, which may be true, I'm not sure. 
The video was shot for the Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot. The hugely popular series follows a team of Bigfoot researchers as they try and find evidence of America's Yeti. The team, which is led by Maria Mayer, a noted anthropologist and wildlife correspondent who found a previously undiscovered species of lemur in Madagascar and has co-written several scientific papers on the studies, said, Throughout my career, several Bigfoot researchers had approached me about questions that they had about prints, but I felt this was an opportunity to conduct a proper scientific investigation into the subject matter on Bigfoot, she said. So I think this is quite interesting as she's a legitimate scientist with a history of finding new creatures and, you know, takes an actual scientific approach to it as opposed to just running through a forest at night. I will be greatly interested to keep an eye on this series, see where it goes and see if she does manage to find any legitimate proof. For this video, I'm not entirely sure what I think, but I'm going to watch the series and definitely give my thoughts on that in a future episode. I'd recommend going over and taking a look at this video and again giving me your thoughts on it in the comments down below. To me, it looks like a figure appearing out from behind a tree however again i don't think there's enough detail there for me to specifically say it's bigfoot or not and with that that brings us to the end of the tepas paranormal news review as well as the talking point podcast i've been scott from tepas paranormal thanks for listening and i'll see you in the next episode Thank you.